0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I give honor to Amen, my beloved wife on today. Amen, my co-laborer. Hallelujah. In the Lord. Amen. See you y'all stop the Hallelujah. Amen. I give honor to the ministers that on today. Amen. And to each and every one of you. Amen in your respective place. I thank God for the visitors on today. Amen. Y'all Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, God has given me the title, the quiet life, on today. Amen. The quiet life. The quiet life. Amen. And I'm just, um, I'm just rolling through the pro- through the proverbs. Amen. And I'm just picking out. I'm, I'm I'm randomly picking ones. Amen. And I'm just saying, God, just talk to me. Just speak to me. Amen. Um. And my reason is because I've just been saying, God, just, I want wisdom. And if you need wisdom, Proverbs is a great place to start. Amen. Proverbs is a, I mean, every verse. Yeah. Every verse is something that makes you say, oh. Glory. Amen, that's what God said. Amen. And so, on this Sunday, I'm going to be in Proverbs chapter 17. Amen. And God has given me the title The quiet life, because if you know anything about Proverbs, as you're reading them, sometimes it seems as if they don't, from one verse to the next, it doesn't match up. Like, you start them right here, then you start talking about this, and then by the time you get to the fifth verse, you're on something else, what, what you're talking about? I mean, they don't flow like the other books, and that's my opinion. Amen, but as I just kept reading and I and I've read this several times. I just kept saying, God, what are you trying to say to me? And he gave me the title, the quiet life. And the first verse simply says it says, and this is the good news translation. Amen. I got my King James right here for those that want King James. Amen. Um, but the first verse says it says, "Better to eat Amen. And, and after this first verse, y'all can be seated because I'm going to be reading about it. It says, better to eat a dry crust of bread with peace of mind than have a banquet in a house full of trouble. Amen, you can be seated. See, I told y'all the Proverbs. It's a better to have a whole crusty piece of bread Amen. to have a banquet in a house full of trouble, the quiet life. Amen, and I have a question, amen. I had a conversation with our minister, amen, and it was so good, something so good came out of that conversation, amen. We were talking about her grandmother, amen, and she was saying how she, for the majority of her life, she's been watching after her grandmother, you know, not really even having time for herself for the things that she desires. Because of watching over grandmother and I think about Sister Patrice, amen, and what the Lord said to her a couple Sundays ago. But the thing that came out of that conversation and the question that I want to start is, what has your lack or lack of been protecting you from? I mean, sometimes we think we have to have more because the world tells us to go out and get more. Amen. But sometimes our lack is protecting us. Amen from things that would otherwise destroy us. Amen. Amen. You can get that. You can get. You know, Biggie. Same. I want to say it, Biggie. It's been so long but, uh, to quote Biggie. More money, more problems. Right. You you hit that lottery now. And you got people you don't know who to trust. You don't know who love you for real. You right right. So your lack when you was broken, nobody was looking for you. You could kind of move, right? And that's why we see so many celebrities go crazy or they have stalkers or all of these things, right? Sometimes our lack has been protecting us from stuff seen and unseen, right? And so that second verse tells us it says, a shrewd servant, a shrewd servant will gain authority over a master's worthless son and receive a part of the inheritance, those who are shrewd. What does shrewd mean? It means clever. It means clever, discernment, basically wisdom. It says if you're wise, you're going to try to get your inheritance by getting authority with God and nothing else. Right? You gonna If you're wise, you're going to try to get in on the blessings of God if other people don't want to go. If you see God passing out blessings, it's just the SO like, I don't want that. I want this over here. Then if you're smart, you're going to say, I'm getting that. She don't want it. I'm going to go over there and get that blessing in God. Right? If she don't want it, I'm going to take it. That's what a shrewd servant would do. Right? That's, that's a part of living the quiet life. It is patiently waiting on the things of God. Right? It's not just sitting back and just taking everything. It's being shrewd. It's clever discernment. looking and watching like the Bible tells us, right? That you got to look and that you got to be watching for Jesus' return. You got to be looking and watching. You got to be a watchman. (laughs) Looking for God to move in ways right? That don't make sense to other people. Gold and silver are tested by fire and a person's heart is tested by the Lord. Evil people listen to evil ideas and liars listen to lies. Oh, y'all, the proverbs. <laughs> now, I'm just reading on these, these one liners, right? Evil people listen to evil ideas, and liars listen to lies, right? When you're not a liar, lies don't stay. You're like, mm, that don't sound right. That's that discernment. That's that wisdom. I ain't listening to that. When you hear people gossiping, see a part of the quiet life is kind of I'm staying away from all of that drama. I'm staying away. From all of that evil, I'm staying away from evil ideas and from lies. Those things don't sound right. Right? And that third verse says that gold and silver are tested by fire. But a person's heart is tested by the Lord. Sometimes our lack, not having, our tests and our trials are often there to purify us. Even on the opposite end, even when God does bless us with something. That is also a test to see how you're going to respond. You can be richly, immensely blessed and still live a quiet life. Y'all know how rich people people stay rich because they don't try to live a rich life. Y'all understand what I'm saying? that be the, 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 the to go out and live this extravagant life where everybody sees you everybody knows you where it's all about you you, you soon gonna lose your wealth so many times when people doing um illegal things how they, how they get caught because they ain't living a quiet life they want everybody to know right they go and purchase some that like how listen they to purchase a Ferrari? <laughs> right, and I'm just using that example because a lot of times, like the, the like the uh, there's a saying where there's smoke, there's fire. When you see people going out of their way to get attention, normally there is something wrong. It's a cry for help, but they don't know to cry out for God. Yeah. So all of their actions and all of their behavior is saying, "I'm I'm something is lacking in me." Lord, I thank you a quiet life. The fifth verse says, if you make fun of poor people, you insult the God that made them. (laughs) You will be punished if you take pleasure in someone's misfortune. Sometimes we look at not having as a sign that God is not with us. Or when we have, we spent the last couple of weeks Renovating our closet, and in the process of renovating our closet, we've been going through shoes and clothes and all of these things. And it is amazing how much stuff we have. And in saying all of that, there's still something in the back of our heads that's saying, But I still want them shoes I just saw online last night. Or oh, I can just I, I can I can still order this off Amazon. This gonna cost that much, right? We still want more, and I'm not telling y'all not to enjoy the things that you have worked so hard for. But I'm just saying, there's something in us that that it makes it hard for us to live a quiet life, and we think that we have to have more, and we make fun of people that don't have the right shoes. We make fun of people who don't have the right hair or the right car or I ain't living on that side of town. We are insulting the God that made them. And the word says we'll be punished if we take pleasure in someone's misfortune. It's, a, it's an unawareness of the abundance of grace that you have. When you have something, it shouldn't make you want to flout it. It should make you grateful. It should make you aware of how blessed you are. And when you have the spirit that's saying, I always want more, 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 something is wrong. you're, You're not appreciative of what God has already given. The seventh verse says, grandparents are proud of their grandchildren, just our children are proud of their parents. You might say, no, what they got to do with the quiet life? Because a true inheritance is one that brings pride across multiple generations. You don't have to have a, a, a loud life or millions of dollars. Amen. To make your mama proud. To make your I know so many people, especially young people, who look at social media and they want what they see. And if they don't have it by a certain age, then you're a failure. If I'm not married, if I don't have this, if I don't have a job, and all my friends got this, and If I don't have this, then I'm a failure and I just want, especially when you come from a household when people have told you you ain't going to be nothing or that you wasn't going to make it or you were in school and the teachers talked about you or whoever it was. People doubted you. You have this thing that you're going to have to prove yourself and the way that you prove yourself is by getting more things or being seen. God is saying that's not the way to get glory and honor. The way to get glory and honor is in a Ten Commandments. Say, like, honor thy mother and thy father. They don't say nothing about money. How do you honor your mother and your father? By living a life that's pleasing to God. It's nothing. It's, 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 it's nothing. And I thank God for this. I, I believe that my parents feel this way about me. It's nothing like the feeling of knowing that your child is going to be okay. That if something have to them. If something happened to you, and, and, and as a parent, and you're gone, that your child know the word, and that they're gonna be okay. They know about Jesus. It's nothing like that. Money can't do that for your children. Cause I done told my parents, you leave me a bunch of stuff. I'ma spend it, cause I can't take it with me. I'ma spend it how I need to spend it. I like that's not what. That's the money is not gonna make me remember you. It's gonna be how you raised me. A true inheritance is one that brings pride across multiple generations. Respected people do not tell lies. And fools have nothing worthwhile to say. It is those that love the quiet life that often reflect these things. When you live a quiet life, you don't have to tell lies. Let me tell you, the number one reason that people tell lies most of the time is because they talk too much. You start talking so much and you want to be a part of the conversation, you start making up stuff. You start telling telling lies. Oh, yeah, I'm busy. Oh, yeah, I'm over here doing it. You ain't doing none of that. You ain't doing none of that. You want to be a part of the conversation. You want to feel like something is going on because you're not content and other people are talking about what they're doing and your life don't look like that, then you want to be a part of the conversation. Respected people do not tell not tell lies and fools have nothing worthwhile to say. Think about the majority, and I'm not trying to call the people in your life fools, fools but think about the majority of people. Tell me what small talk really is. Why do we call it small talk? Because ain't nobody really saying nothing. You talking about hell or you cracking jokes or you... You know, you can talk about sports or whatever. but Like, what What? What are you saying, Pastor? Like, the quiet life is just being content. You speak when you have something to say. Right? It is those. It's the idea of just boasting on God. When you talk, you're talking about the goodness of God. What does it mean to be like? Because that's what a lot of us, we're trying to be liked. And when you try to be liked, it kind of liked. It pulls you out of the quiet life. It makes you, you wanna be a little bit loud. It makes you want to stand out a little bit more. It, it, it makes you wanna like you, you wanna let people know that you're there. But it's nothing like letting somebody know that you're there when you got Jesus. They're gonna know that you're there. They're gonna know that you're different. Matter of fact, your silence is gonna change the room. So many times I would go in the barbershop and I'll be sitting there getting my hair cut in the chair. I can't see. I got my eyes closed. I don't know who talking. Somebody start cussing. My barber do like that. That's what they call me. And I don't care because I wouldn't listen to no way. But I I don't have to say, stop cussing. But how did my barber, like, why does my barber give me that respect? Because when I sit in the chair, I talk to him about God, I talk to him about his family, I talk to him about his sons right? We talk about what's right. We talk about people's behavior. We talk about work ethic. We talk about treating people right, doing business right, right? Without necessarily saying the name of Jesus, we talk about the things that are right in God's eyes. Lord, I thank you. And so a couple of verses back I was telling you about that silver and gold being tried by fire and about just, just how we think things or material things give us validation. So by the time we get to the 8th verse, it says some people think a bribe works like magic. They believe that it can do anything. If you want people to like you, right, forgive them when they do wrong. Remembering wrongs can break up a friendship. An intelligent person learns more from one rebuke than a fool learns from being beaten a hundred times forgiveness and rebuke and correction are a part of the quiet life. Some people think that you can bribe people into liking you, but that's not, I'm trying to tie all these verses together for you. That's not how you get people to like you. You get people to like you by being honest with them. You get people to like you by telling the truth. Even if it hurts in the beginning, they're going to grow to respect you. How many of y'all have parents who try to buy you things Versus being a parent. Say that again. How many of y'all have parents who try to like buy you things, right? They might not show up for your birthday, but they'll buy you some clothes. They might not show up for your graduation, but they'll cash out you some money. They think that works like magic, like money. If I buy you, even in your in your romantic relationships, God treats you bad? Let me take you on the trip here. Make it up to you, right? That's a pride. My behavior is showing that I don't love you. But these things, right? These things, when really what do most of us want in a relationship? We want a quiet life. I want to know that you're going to come home. I want to know that you're going to be faithful. I want to know that you're going to chill. I want to know that we can eat. I want to know that we're going to be safe and we ain't going to be fussing and fighting. Amen. <laughs> quiet life. Quiet life. All that stuff, all that traveling stuff, that be fun, but you come home tired. Yeah. And the majority of your time going to be that 9 to 5, that Monday through Friday. And that's when you need the love to show up for real. The quiet life. Right? If you want people to like you, the word says forgive them when you wrong them. What does that mean? That means be honest, show unconditional love. Right? Remembering wrongs can break up a friendship. What you talking about, pastor? That's when you get in that argument and you start going back and forth and you start going tit for tat. And remember last year when you did A, B, and C? That's not the quiet life. Why is not that the quiet life? Because you're going tit for tat, too many words, too much talking. You need to just be saying, you know what, man? it's straight, I forgive you. Keep it moving. The quiet life. Forgiveness and rebuke and correction are a huge part of the quiet life. Why? 11 through 15 because death will come like a cruel messenger to wicked people who are always stirring up trouble. If you're not living a quiet life, that's why trouble always finds you. Y'all ever been somewhere where trouble popping off? It don't be quiet, does it? I've been in the club when they been shooting. It went quiet. When somebody fighting, is it quiet? No, folk yelling, screaming, they running. Think about it. When people are upset and angry, is it quiet? No. Even in scripture, when Elijah was hiding in the cave, where did God's voice show up? It wasn't in the thunderstorm, it wasn't in the earthquake, it wasn't in none of that. It was in the still, small voice, the quiet life. Death will come like a cruel messenger to people who are always stirring up trouble. It is better, listen to this now, it is better to meet a mother bear robbed of her cubs than to meet some fool busy with a stupid project. It says it is better to go try to wrestle a bear that's fighting for her children than to get involved with a fool that's got a stupid project coming on. Y'all got them PPP and Y'all be falling for all them schemes. be hustling with them stamps. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And we wonder why we get caught up. Even outside of money schemes, love schemes. Love schemes, clicks. Talking behind people, back plotting on how to get what you want or how to get something out of somebody. The opposite of the quiet life is a constant stirring. It is a constant moving. The opposite of the quiet life is being a busy body. If you repay good with evil, you will never get evil out of your house. Why? Because it's in you. You can't get it out of your house because it's in you. when You stay there. The opposite of the quiet life is transactional. It's trying to make a deal. It often results in conflict. When you live the quiet life, you don't have to be looking for what you're going to get in return. You know where your help comes from. If I do good for Brother Marcus, God is going to reward me. I don't have to look for Brother Marcus to give it back to me. The conflict comes in when I start worrying Brother Marcus about when he's going to give me my $20 back. Now I'm getting on his nerves. Now he's ducking and dodging me. Now I'm angry at him. Now when I see him, I want to fight him. And he want to fight me. When if I had to just left him alone, Esso would have cashed out me $20 just because she was thinking about me. And I would have got my money back. That's the opposite of the quiet life. It is just, it's just resting in the Lord. It's not transactional. It's not trying to make a deal. It doesn't result in conflict. The start of an argument is like the first break in the dam. Stop it before it goes in further. The start of an argument is like the first break in the dam. It starts small, but when that dam breaks, it's going to be a flood. The word says stop the argument before it even starts. If you know you did something wrong, before your, before your parents even get home, when they, as soon as they do, text them on the phone. Because y'all had a phone in your hand. I text them, "Mom, I broke the dish. Don't wait till they get home. You done tried to hide the dish, throw it in the trash can where they wouldn't see it. Now I'm looking in the trash can and I'm mad. One, because you broke the dish and then two, because you tried to lie about it. When you could have just told the truth. Stop the argument before it starts. The unquiet life operates in dishonesty. The unquiet life operates in dishonesty. The unquiet life is condemning the innocent or letting the wicked go. Both are hateful to the Lord. When you know somebody ain't did nothing wrong, leave them alone. And when you know somebody has done something wrong, if you love them, you're going to say something to them. To do anything different, the Lord hates it. The quiet life resolves conflict. You can't resolve conflict in your home or in your life if you don't want to be honest with people. When something is wrong, you got to say something. And when you know that, right, if, if I know my wife, if I know I have done something wrong and she hasn't, I need to just own up to that. I don't need to try to find something that she did and then bring that up to cover what I just did. The quiet life tries to resolve conflict. You let the innocent be innocent, and when something is wrong, you do something about it. 16 through 20, it does a fool no good to spend money on the education. It does a fool no good to spend money on the education because he has no common sense. Tell me, what are you going to do with that degree? You still crazy? <laughs> You still crazy. <laughs> friends always show love. y'all. Now y'all watch this now. Friends always show their love. Y'all know why friends show love? Because they don't have to be involved with you 24-7. It's easy to love somebody from the distance. i call you every blue moon. What's up? You want to go out? You want to watch the game? <laughs> All right. Have a good time. Bye. All right. What are relatives for if not to share trouble? Family is designed to teach you how to live a quiet life. The words say your friends are going to show love, but your relatives, that's when you learn how to live a quiet life. That's how you learn how to resolve conflict. That's how you learn how to be real. That's how you learn how to be holy. Because you're supposed to share and bear each other's burdens. It's designed to teach you how to live the quiet life. When everything around us is a storm, how can we work together? How can we bear each other's burdens to make this thing smooth? You don't have to do that with your friends because y'all bank accounts ain't connected. Y'all don't share the same bathroom. Y'all don't share the same car. Y'all don't share the same bed. It's easy to get along. But those relatives, those people that live with you, that's where you learn how to live the quiet life. Lord, I thank you. The hmm. sermon is realizing that you can't pay other people's debts. That's the quiet life. What are you constantly talking about and trying to fix? If you're trying to do it without Jesus, it ain't going to be done. The quiet life is realizing that your debts have already been paid. Mm. And that Jesus has already died for the debts of others. So I don't have to be running here and there trying to save everybody. Because he's already done. All I got to do is lift him up. I can play the background. I can live the quiet life. And play the background and lift him up and point and say, Jesus is over there. If you want to be whole, if you want to be free, go over there. He's already done the work. I'm coming in. I got it. see, I'm telling you, I'm coming in. So y'all believe. Four little sentences left. Amen. 18th verse. Only someone, y'all listen to this. Only someone with no sense, would promise to be responsible for somebody else's debts. That's wisdom. That's wisdom my mama tried to share with me before I got saved that I didn't listen to. Because when I went to school, she didn't sign that parent plus loan for me. My dumb self don't sign it for one of my children. My mama like, you gotta go to the State, son. I'm sorry, you ain't getting scholarship. I ain't signing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I got wise when, when I did co-sign For my son right here He was on the $2,500 Hoopie Because I think I can pay that thing off If I got to But on the $20,000, $30,000 can't, can't do it Can't do it Not because I didn't love him Right But that's the part about the quiet life We want things that we can't afford we want things that we have not worked for. We want to hop out there and get the, first, the the newest thing. So by the time I got to my daughter, I done learned. I just paid cash for hood. Ain't no long period. Same, $3,500. So this time it ain't even a loan. Right? So the car that she want, she going to work for. It. And your brother tell you, you tell them when you got it. You on your own with the system. <laughs> it's just wisdom. The quiet life makes you appreciate what you have, right? To like sin is to like making trouble. Come on now, that's good right there. To like sin means you're a troublemaker. If you brag all the time you are asking for trouble, anyone who thinks and speaks evil cannot expect to find good, only disaster. Listen to those words, brag and speak evil, making noise. You're not going to find anything good. Learn to live the quiet life. I did not say silent. I said quiet. Silent means you don't say nothing at all. Quiet means you talking. I just ain't doing all that rah-rah. Amen. I got three verses for you read them straight like they are. This is the summary of the chapter. Amen. The first one is the 22nd verse. It says, being cheerful keeps you healthy. It is a slow death to be gloomy all the time. If you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with addiction, if you're struggling with anything that got you down, Man, you need to ask God to help you live a quiet life. Because you're just speeding up. You're speeding up what's going to happen to all of us naturally. We all going to leave out of here, but you have to ask yourself, when do I want to go right now or do I want to go next month? Because I'm living the fast life. Because I can't slow down. Alright, 24th verse. An intelligent person aims at wise action, but a fool starts off in many directions. Pace yourself. Stop bouncing from place to place. Be faithful right where you at. All right? When God plant a seed, give it time to grow before you jump in another field. I'm talking about what's over here. Just stay where you at and allow, allow it to do what it needs to do. That's the quiet life. And then the last verse, verse 27. Those who are sure of themselves do not talk all the time. God ain't told us to close our mouth like 12 times in the church. Those who are sure, why why can you, why can you close your mouth when you're sure of yourself? Because you know you're right. I ain't got nothing to say. What am arguing with you for? <laughs> and then what's going to happen. A week from now, you're going to know I'm right, too. You might not admit it, but you're going to know. <laughs> People who stay calm have real insight. Amen. I had a person tell me one time. I don't know who it was, but they basically saying, and, and I touch and agree, I know we don't know when we going to get out of here, but I touch and agree, they say, you're going to live a long life because you'll never get upset. Y'all know when you get upset and you all and mad, that wears on your, you all grieving and stressed and anxious, that wears on your, that wears on your body. You feel that tension in your shoulder. That's that's why your back hurt right now. The quiet life. Learn to live the quiet life. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Amen. 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 Time as we prepare for altar call, just go ahead and start getting your mind ready. Amen. Not worrying about anybody else. Amen. But thinking on God, thinking on the Lord. Amen. Thinking on those things that you need Him to do. Amen. That you know that you cannot do. Amen. Those things that are too big for you. Amen. Those moves that you want to make that you know you're gonna mess up if you don't get guidance. Amen. Those are the things that you need to be thinking on right now, but most importantly you need to be thinking about where you will spend the rest of your life when you get out of here, Lord, if you don't already know him if you have not already surrendered or given your life to the Lord that's the first step. The first step is to say God, I need you. The first step is to say, Lord, come into my life to make me over. To come into my life to to stay. Forgive me. Because let me tell you, if you get out of here in your sins, amen, it's not what you want. Amen. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the day. If you don't have a relationship with the Lord, now is the day. Amen. And then anything after that, amen, if you have a desire to.